What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Jake Freeman asks if we could get casting announcements or see anything from the Ahsoka series at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, I kind of assumed that we would hear something about Ahsoka, but this past week they announced that it has officially begun production. We got that image of the director's chair with Dave Filoni's hat on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I, I think that we will probably see something I, I that that makes me think that there's more that they might reveal to us at celebration i agree i think that's what this is leading towards hopefully yeah some casting announcements hopefully just something vague about what the first season might be about i don't know that we would get a trailer this early no 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 because i don't think that's possible because it's just started production right yeah. so Probably none of that, but maybe just like a very vague general idea of his vision for this thus far. Yeah. I kind of think we're going to get like a look at Obi-Wan up top, obviously. Uh, It's an hour and a half long panel, that Thursday panel. So we'll spend maybe half an hour with Obi-Wan, half an hour on Andor. Um, Maybe they'll spend some time on The Mandalorian Season 3. I think they might breeze over that, though, since it's getting its own panel Saturday. And then I'm hopeful that the last bit could be like, here's a quick update on a bunch of stuff. And yeah, Ahsoka, maybe they can be like, here's an image of us on set, in the volume, making something cool. By the way, why don't you meet Grand Admiral Thrawn <laughs> and Ezra Bridger uh, and, and bring out some of these characters that we think are going to be in it, but finally get some casting. What I would love is we know Tamir Morrison is going to be there. What if they announce him as being Rex? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun too. I mean, he could play, he could be there for like every show. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this is he's, what. <laughs> he's set. He's he's going to play Boba Fett. He's going to play Cody in the Obi-Wan show. That I'm just throwing that out speculation. He'll, he'll be Rex in Ahsoka. He's going to have to be in everything Star Wars forever. Cameron Story wants to know what our hopes are for Ahsoka now that it's started filming and when we think it will be released. As for release, I would assume it's going to be about a year from now. That seems like close to the schedule they've been following. Something starts production and then about a year later it comes out. So uh, I think maybe May, June of next year. I think May of next year is is a good guess. Maybe fall of next year, depending on what the schedule looks like for them, just to give them a little extra time. But if it goes as quickly and smoothly as what we've heard Obi-Wan seemingly did, hopefully by this time next year we'll be seeing a release date. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to keep doing this kind of like... ping-ponging back back and forth between the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, the Mandalorian and then Ahsoka, and the Mandalorian and then Rangers of the New Republic, if that's still happening. Like, uh, just keep telling stories within the Mandoverse, like, every six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that would be neat. Our, our hopes for the series? Um, I kind of... I, I really want to see how she got off of Malachor. I'm interested in that. I want to see. I think that we might get the story of how she went from Ahsoka the Grey to Ahsoka the White from mm. Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, some people have speculated that, like, because of the design of the like the title of the show, 
it looks kind of like the circle that's in her little white staff. I don't know. That's kind of a tinfoil hat theory, maybe. But yeah, I I don't know that we would get the Malachor stuff just because that kind of seems to me like something Dave Filoni would want to just not tell anyone. Yeah. You're like, you'll just have to figure that out for yourself or... It might not be important. Um, mm-hmm. but, and, and also, it feels like if they were to tell us that story, we might wind up in Book of Boba Fett territory again, which is fine. It's just I don't want every show to have the same structure. Like all the flashbacks, Yeah, you mean? Of like a little bit of present day and a flashback, and a little bit of present day and a flashback. But if they're looking for Ezra and stuff, I am curious if we're ever going to see that side of the story. Like they've been gone for nine years or something. And so what have they been doing? How's Ezra? Like, that's a story I would want filled in at some point as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm interested in the structure of this series, but I guess I don't want it to be too similar to the Book of Boba Fett. I'm just, and not just in Star Wars, but I'm getting a little bit tired of that structure of like, here's part of the present day story. Here's the flashback part, present flashback. And it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of shows have been doing that. Yeah. So I'm like, you can just tell a linear story. That's fine with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, so I already talked about wanting to see Rex and thinking that would be cool. Ezra, obviously, I want to see. Thrawn, I want to see. I wouldn't mind. This came up when we saw the episode with Luke and Ahsoka in Book of Boba Fett. And I was saying that it'd be cool if we kind of revisited that time but got to see ahsoka talking to luke about anakin yeah that is something that it 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 feels like a tease almost of saying hey they've met and you're like but we want to see the first time they met Mm -hmm. and yeah we know hayden uh well no one official has confirmed this but the hollywood reporter is saying hayden will be back for ahsoka and i'm like okay i believe you that makes sense yeah so i am like, it would be cool to have all three of them talking as well. Um, but we know that that wasn't their first meeting. So that's another thing that I'm like, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. But that would require flashbacks again. Or maybe they will, like, Ahsoka's story could be straightforward and linear. But it could be from when she left Malachor. Then we could see her catch up to uh, the Mandalorian on that planet. I can't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, we, we could kind of get a greatest hits over, like, a nine-year story. Yeah. And like you said about Anakin being involved and Hayden being involved now, I think that would be really cool to see just, you know, after we see what's going on with Anakin slash Vader in Obi-Wan, we continue to see kind of Anakin slash Vader's journey into these other live-action shows, so into... Going into Ahsoka, seeing her, if she talks to Anakin via Force Ghost, if she just talks about him or thinks about him, um, that would be really cool to see. Say say linear again? No. No? Linear. 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 Linear? Stop making fun of me. Linear. Pablo Alvarez asks if Obi-Wan referring to the Jedi Temple as the old folks' home in Attack of the Clones is a joke or a secret code. It's both, technically. Uh, This is one of those things where I'm like, all right, Star Wars, you didn't have to do this. But (laughs) in the movie, 
Yeah, he says Scram- R4s. Scramble code five, care of the old folks home. Yeah, scramble code five to Coruscant, care of the old folks home. The old folks home being the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. as a joke of like all those old folks, Yoda and such, mm-hmm. uh, send them a message. It's a fun joke. It shows Obi-Wan's comedic side. And then someone came along and wrote that that was also like a secret code. And you didn't have to do that. It could just be a joke. (laughs) I don't think that's canon. I think that's just a Legends thing. Do you think Obi-Wan was the one who came up with that as a joke? Maybe. Maybe the code was built off of that. Mm. Maybe he made the joke first and then someone was like, hey, we could use that. But, you know... In my opinion, that's one of the times that Star Wars took things too far. Not everything <laughs> needs an explanation. Where did it come up in canon that it was a secret code? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's canon. I think it's legends. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I don't know why I thought this, but I was like, maybe Qui-Gon came up with that and just said it offhand to Obi-Wan one day, and then Obi-Wan started using it. I could see that. Yeah, a little snide remark of... Qui-Gon just being like, like, I don't want to chair at that old folks home. Yeah, that's where <laughs> Jedi go to retire and mm-hmm. just sit around. Yeah, I can see that. Cathal Keen wants to know if Andor will be similar in tone to Rogue One or will it go even darker? I think similar in tone makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's Tony Gilroy is coming back who uh, did a lot of the rewrites and possibly some of the reshoot directing. I can't really... I don't know, you know, all the production of Rogue One is fairly muddled on how that all went down, but Tony Gilroy coming back and it being like a spy thriller in Star Wars makes me think, yeah, it's going to have like an identical tone. Mm-hmm. I, I think so too. I, I think if anything, it might go a little darker. I don't know how much darker it needs to. I mean, Andor, Cassian already shot Tivik in the back. Like, I think that is the level of stuff I'm expecting throughout the series. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like just as Disney, you know, creates all these live action shows, maybe they're, you know, slowly going to test the waters with a little bit darker stuff. At the same time, you know, they'll be coming out with age appropriate stuff too. But I mean, yeah, I'm definitely expecting TV. What? 14, I think is what most of these things, PG 13. Yeah. Level. But with, Andor being part of this like early rebel intelligence and saying, you know, st- the, the stuff that he's done before and not being proud of it. Like, I don't know. We could see something a little bit darker, but no, I'm not saying we're going to see all the people that he murdered. <laughs> well, I kind of think we might. Like, you don't think that's going darker? I, I consider that to be the same level. I mean, I guess it depends on what people mean by darker. I mean, Rogue One is the movie where the entire main cast died. Like, to me, that's dark. Yeah. How do you go darker? I mean, do people mean more violent? Is that what people mean? Or, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we could... We we barely got to know Tivik in Rogue One before he was shot by Cassian. That that all happened really quickly to set the tone of, like, this is some intense Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on. But maybe we would get to know someone like Tivik a little bit more and then see Cassian like completely betray him. Well, I've said I think Tivik should be in this show as a recurring character. Yeah. Where we see them like get a rapport. They they are friendly with each other. I mean, I don't know if friendly is a good word because Tivik seemed pretty annoyed by Cassian. But like 
if they do things together. And even if Cassian causes his injury, which means he now can't climb out of the alley that they're in, mm. which means he has to shoot him. I'm like, ugh. That like, all sounds pretty dark. Yeah, that's all dark. Well, to me, I'm like, Rogue One is a pretty dark movie, I guess. It's still like all Star Wars ends with hope. Literally, the last word of the movie is hope. But I'm still expecting that level of stuff. Cassian saying, you know, I've done so terrible things in the service of the rebellion. So if everyone just gives up and walks away now, it's like, I can't live with that. So let's go on a suicide mission. So everything I did means something. Mm -hmm. I I think it would be cool too to see, um, oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character that just blanked on his Saw. name, Saw Gerrera. <laughs> uh, it'd be cool to see Saw Gerrera doing some more kind of like dark things that you know Mon Mothma says as much in Rogue One that like he is an extremist, mm -hmm. and so let's see what he's been doing oh yeah i think we're gonna see them fall apart like i think that saw will be part of the rebel alliance at the start of this series and we'll see him go more and more extreme lose which... more and more limbs maybe <laughs> yeah yeah i think so uh and by the way the book rebel rising which is about Jin mostly but saw as well i mean that has one of the most like violent things i can remember reading in a star wars book and it's in a ya book uh, and I was like just not expecting it. So I don't know. Like to me, Rogue One was already starting at a point of darkness. And I don't know how to go darker <laughs> than all of your main characters dying uh, without like, I guess, going more violent or erasing that sense of hope. And I think that you can't get rid of hope within Star Wars. And I think you can still do violent things in Star Wars, implied violence or, you know, being shot with a blaster is a lot different. It doesn't look as bad as being shot with a real gun. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's going to stay on the same level, but who knows? Mr. J.D. Rice asks if destiny is a real force in Star Wars. So I I'm interpreting this as is predestination real? When Vader says, Luke, it is your destiny. Like, are there inevitable things that happen in Star Wars? I mean... Vader was obviously wrong in that falling to the dark side was not Luke's destiny. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it could be kind of one of those like cosmic force, will of the force things where maybe destiny exists, but people interpret it differently mm -hmm. or think they know what's right or wrong. Yeah, I I think it's pretty much the same as it would be in the real world. Like, I don't think it's a, a set in stone thing in Star Wars that this is going to happen. It's your destiny. I mean, so many times in Star Wars, we've seen it proved wrong that it's not someone's destiny to become this or that. So I think it's along the same lines of it's the will of the force. Uh, it's just a way for people to like cement their ideas and plans for the future. Mm -hmm. um, I think what jumped out at me about this question is that we were recently listening to the Force Center podcast, our friends who we will be uh, doing a podcast panel with at Star Wars Celebration on Thursday. Hope to see you there. Uh, but I think Joseph was talking about uh, destiny in Star Wars and how the light side versus the dark side view it. And that the dark side kind of uses destiny as like a, you know, well, yeah, this is my destiny. Darth Vader's like, I'm stuck in the dark side. 
and it's too late for me to pretend to do anything else. It's kind of an excuse like, this is my destiny. So, you know, it's not all my fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas someone tells Luke, this is your destiny. And he says, no, it's not. Like, you can overcome those things and you still get to make your own choices. Like, I I think that I, I totally agree. Destiny within Star Wars predetermination uh is not a thing but i do think the cosmic force tries to the cosmic force wants balance at all times so i do think it does things like uh create anakin Mm -hmm. to try to achieve that balance but even that doesn't work out right away so then it makes twins and it's like I, i do think the cosmic force is doing its best but you know people can still make their choices Do you think the cosmic force had anything to do with keeping Maul alive after it got got cut in half? Yeah, maybe. Because I was—that's what part of the thing that I thought of when we were talking about destiny is like, do you think it was Maul thought it was his destiny to survive all of that and eventually get his revenge with Obi Wan? I mean, I think that tracks with what we're saying of like the dark side views, like. That there is predetermination. It's like, no, my purpose is now, now that I've Tunnel been cut vision. in half. Yeah, <laughs> I've been cut in half. I am falling down this pit. I'm looking at that Obi Wan guy, and I know I'm gonna get revenge on him. So I'm. This is not the end of me, and I'm gonna hold on to life. Yeah, I think all of that tracks. Mm-hmm. It also makes me think of George Lucas. One of the many things he's talked about potentially putting in his sequel trilogy was talking about the wills and predetermination and whether or not that exists so yeah i think it's an interesting question i I wonder what george would say about it i don't think he would agree that predetermination is a thing Mm -hmm. because uh he was big on choice as well (laughs) but yeah I, i don't know i can't speak for him Today's video is sponsored by HelloFresh. They're here to make eating better and easier. No grocery stores or meal planning, just everything you need to prepare wholesome, delicious meals all delivered to your door. Molly and I actually do use HelloFresh because of how much time and energy it saves. We like to cook together, but our schedule is usually pretty hectic. Being able to save time on trips to the store is huge, and a lot of the meals are ready to go in 20 or 30 minutes. Now we're able to cook together most nights of the week, and we get to try lots of different kinds of recipes that we might not have thought to make otherwise. The plans are flexible and can be easily changed to fit our schedule if we know we're going to need more or fewer meals on any given week. You can skip a week whenever you need, the recipes taste good and are the perfect amount for us. They also have plenty of options if you want to eat vegetarian or low calorie or fit any kind of diet. You can choose from your favorites of 50 different options every week. I was personally resistant to trying a meal kit service before, but it's genuinely been very helpful and fun for us. We've tried a lot of different meals we probably wouldn't have otherwise. And HelloFresh has a special offer for all our fans. Go to HelloFresh.com slash StarWars16 and use code StarWars16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. But now, back to questions. On to YouTube questions, Old J44 asks, if the holocron Cad Bane steals in the Clone Wars is the same one from Fallen Order? No, not specifically, but it did contain the same data. So I'm trying to, it's been a while since we've seen that episode, but Cad Bane steals a holocron that is has like a crystal inside of it that is holding the list of Force-sensitive children. 
I think it's a, a different holocron, but there were multiple copies of that list. We see Jocasta New go back for it in the Darth Vader comics, and it's not in a holocron. It's just like a little chip. Mm-hmm. And even in the Fallen Order behind the scenes stuff, or not behind the scenes, but like if you read it in the menus, it says that she was good friends with Eno Cordova, who had the holocron, so she gave him a copy of the list. Yeah, that that list to me feels like something... I don't know, like like the leaked Colin Trevorrow uh, episode nine script. It's it, like once it gets out there, it can be copied and shared <laughs> just about anywhere. But like in Holocron specifically, you might find that list in a couple of different ones because the Jedi, the the Jedi that are left are trying to find each other and help each other. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good comparison. Is that you, you have your your list. It's like a little memory crystal that goes into a holocron, any holocron, and then the holocron can be read by a force user, uh, which can then access that list. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Is it not a kyber crystal? It's a memory crystal. It's not a kyber crystal specifically. Okay. Are there different kinds of crystals now? Yes. Okay. I, I need more. Okay. I need to do more research on that. <laughs> Mario Hernandez wants to know if Grogu will ever wind up training with Ray and Finn. I'm gonna go with no. Never say never. You know he's got a long, healthy life ahead of him. I'm sure. Yeah. So he's got time, but I kind of feel like he made his choice in the Mandalorian, and I don't know. I guess I don't think he's gonna go down the Jedi path. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I certainly hope he's still around by the time, you know, we get to post episode nine stuff. But yeah, he he chose to stay with Mando. Now, he can always choose to follow a different path later down the line, but I don't know that he will per se. I don't know. I think... Like the idea of him one day meeting Rey and Finn and all the Jedi, he could act as a consultant. I don't know. I just don't see him like joining the school. Mm-hmm. I feel like that ship has sailed for him. You know, he already went there. He already survived a genocide and, yeah. and the fall of the Jedi Order. I think he might stick to the Mandalorian side of things and whatever happens to them, you know, going down the timeline years in the future, he might just hang out and try to help the foundlings going forward. And, you know, maybe they find Mandalore and he stays there and retires there, starts a little uh, frog petting zoo. Slash snackery. Slash (laughs) eating zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Johan M. asks, how much Owen and Beru know about Anakin and Darth Vader? I think we will find that out in uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I think that they are under the impression that Anakin is dead. I I think so too, because if you look at the stuff that they say in A New Hope, you know, Baru is like, oh, he wants to go off and be with his friends. Like, if they knew Anakin turned into Darth Vader and was stomping around the galaxy doing bad stuff, they would really be adamant in him staying home. <laughs> Which, you know, Uncle Owen was, but it was because he needed help on the farm. And It's interesting, like, we're, we're using a new hope to justify this, but it's like they did not know who 
Darth Vader was in relation to Luke at that point. Right. But like filling in the gaps, they have to take into account what happened in the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. And I'm about to take it a step further and say that the original dialogue for Owen was that boy is going to get himself killed just like his father. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, now we're talking about they didn't know Darth Vader was Luke's father at that point. They thought that Anakin Skywalker was dead and gone, uh, but I'm still <laughs> using that from 1975 yeah. to justify this. I don't know. I like the idea. I, I really, really want to see Obi-Wan learn that Anakin's not dead. I Part of me is like it's a stretch to think he'd go 10 years without hearing about the Darth Vader character, but he is living alone on Tatooine, some backwater planet. He might not get a newspaper back sand planet yeah sure excuse me yes (laughs) so i think it's possible that obi-wan wouldn't know also i just think that would be a great scene to actually watch him figure that out and learn who darth vader was yes Um, ewan mcgregor is a top-notch actor let him act in a in a scene like that that would be crazy so if that's the case then he would have told owen and baru what he thought that like hey Anakin's dead. This is his son. Here you go. Uh, now I don't know if he'll go on this adventure and then come home and be like, hey, so I messed up and uh, Anakin is alive and he's that Darth Vader dude. Which that does kind of, uh, again, to go to a new hope. I do like that that line from Owen works out where Baru says he's got too much of his father in him. And Owen says, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that works too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can interpret that scene multiple ways. Yeah. It it really all depends on what happens in this Obi-Wan show. And yeah, whether or not Obi-Wan tells them or they somehow find out on their own, which I don't think they would. But I could see Obi-Wan telling them not that Vader is Anakin, but, you know, just the fact that there are Jedi hunters out there and... You know, because of who his family is, he's not safe. Mm. I think right now my my instinct for my headcanon is that Obi-Wan dropped Luke off and said Anakin was dead. And then I think that after the events of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, they probably know that Anakin is still alive. And maybe that the stakes have been raised on protecting Luke. Kelp Bavzar wants to know if we'll see Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan in future projects. I think so. I don't I don't think he is done with this character forever. I mean, I hope so, but just like what what future projects do you think? I mean, if Hayden is going to be in Ahsoka, she she had a close relationship with Obi-Wan too. That's true. I don't know. Uh I mean, yeah, he he's not really treating this as like a swan song to him playing this character that we know of. Yeah, I this mean, isn't like Logan where <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman was like, this is the last time I'm playing Wolverine, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll be curious to see if they try to hint at this at Celebration because he'll be there. He'll mm-hmm. be on panels talking about stuff and they'll talk about future projects Uh so it's it's certainly possible. Whether or not it's happening, I don't know. I don't know that there are plans, like, right now for him to come back. But, I mean, Ryan Johnson considered having Ewan play Obi-Wan in The Last Jedi and decided that because Luke never interacted with that version of Obi-Wan, Yoda would serve it better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think fans would have been fine. <laughs> I don't think fans would have been like, now, wait a minute. Yeah. He he only knows Alec Guinness. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I wanted you in to come. I, I thought he was in that tree when Luke was about to burn it down and he paused. I was like, is there a force ghost in there? Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there is definitely plenty of room for him to appear as a force ghost in future projects. I don't know that he's going to do something on this level again. But I don't think anyone at Disney or Lucasfilm is going to shut the door on <laughs> Ewan McGregor returning. Yeah. And it's cool to see now, you know, just recently interviews are starting to come out with him talking about the role. And he's saying stuff like, you know, the kids that grew up watching and enjoying the prequels are are adults now and, you know, showing the prequels a lot of love. And he's starting to finally feel that love now returning to the role and so i think that is going to lead him to the possibility of of sticking around for other projects yeah that was <laughs> hearing him say like it took 15 years but i'm glad that uh people have really come around on the prequels and he's like it's changed my own relationship with them like now when he looks back at them it's not like a Oh man, everyone really ragged on those, but instead he's like, "Yeah, people do appreciate all the hard work yeah, that went into those." They like us. They really like us. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching and may the force be with you. <laughs>